0: Hi, everyone. Today, I am joined by a guest host, which I am super excited about. So Hilary Bennett was on episode 34 with us, where we were talking about postpartum nutrition. And her and I are going to do a series of episodes on postpartum health from various perspectives. So she is going to host this episode today with me, with Shruti of Freshly Moms. And just to remind you, Hilary is a nutritionist and the founder of Purposeful Plate Nutrition. And she and I are working on an ebook that's a resource for women to nourish themselves postpartum and make easy recipes ahead of time before they have their baby. Hi, Hillary. Hi,
1: thanks for having me again.
0: Yeah, and I'm super excited. We recorded this episode with Shruti of Freshly Moms. They sent me their golden milk, which I'm absolutely loving. And I know you've liked some of their products as well. Yeah, I love the golden milk and also tried the smoothie mix
1: and their little, um, the the popped water lily seeds, which is something I've never had before. They're such a fun snack and they cook them in ghee. So there's like healthy fats and they're crunchy. They're super good snack.
0: Yeah, so we loved this interview. It's just a different perspective on postpartum nutrition, bringing that Ayurvedic health around it. So they have a a food company where they are selling food to postpartum moms that help with lactation and recovery. And they actually have a code for all of our listeners. If you want 10% off, you can use the code MTNUTRITION10. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. We talk a lot about postpartum recovery just from a different perspective, even covering cultural stuff as well as nourishment. And Hilary, we found them through you. You've done some content for their blog. Do you want to introduce us to Shruti? Yeah, definitely. So yes,
1: I've had the pleasure of working with them on a little bit of blog content and kind of combining the nutrition and Ayurvedic worlds when it comes to postpartum. So Shruti is a math and operations geek turned chef and nutritionist. Leaving behind a lucrative actuary job, Shruti has worked tirelessly towards her passion for creating delicious, healthy foods. A graduate of Natural Gourmet Institute and certified nutritionist from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, Shruti is also a Pilates mat instructor and an avid yogi. Her favorite title, however, is being the mother to one year old Kalish.
0: We hope you guys love this episode. Welcome to the Nourished and Nurturing Podcast. We're two holistic-minded moms with a passion for real food and raising healthy, empowered children. We wanna provide a safe and educational judgment-free zone for supporting women as they journey into motherhood and discover the mom they were meant to be. I'm Marissa of Confidently Balanced. I'm a former speech-language pathologist turned nutritional therapy practitioner and have a passion for all things health, wellness, and mindset. I'm also a mama to a little guy with a big personality. And I'm Michelle. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner student. I have a degree in Thai massage and a master's in business analytics. I'm a mama to a little one and have another one on the way. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical concern. Shruti, we're so excited to have you on the podcast.
2: Yeah, same here. I'm really excited to be speaking to you too.
0: Yeah. So can you talk to us a bit about your background and what made you want to focus on nutrition for women? And actually, I have a funny story. I'm an actuary right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I know you came from an actuarial background. So that's kind of really fascinating for me to hear how you made that leap because I'm kind of trying to make the same leap um
2: That's
0: great. yeah yeah it's uh, I'm I couldn't believe that when I read it because it's such a rare <laughs> rare That's career path it's
2: such a big coincidence that I have both on the same background yeah yes. um so um in terms of my background yes as you know I was an actually I was not actually I was studying for actually actual uh, sciences I did some papers um just was starting there uh then I got married moved to Singapore uh, before us we were in Singapore and um, there then my journey with food started um, just because I had some time to myself I started realizing that how food is important and uh, especially when it comes to um, when social comes to keeping yourself um, mentally and physically both stable and both like uh, growing so in that phase I started looking at food very differently before that I was completely a junk eater I could say that <laughs> because I was single there was no need to eat no need to cook for myself, I used to eat everything, and obviously I could digest everything. So um, so I started uh, uh, reading more and more about food, and uh, there where I became uh, a plant-based chef, and, uh, uh, and I moved to New York, I did my schooling with Natural Gourmet uh, Institute, they, are, they specialize in um, uh, training chefs to promote healing food, and especially plant-based. Um, and this was back in 2013 when I started this, um, and um, and there my journey started. I started promoting uh, plant based food, starting classes, events. Um, specifically, like there was when I say plant based, and I think there's a huge confusion like plant based. We were completely vegan, but um, um, but plant focused in the sense. Um, so, and uh, in 2017, I got pregnant. And that's when my journey became all the more different because uh, I realized that uh, it was so important to stay healthy, Um, just not for the baby, but overall the way my body was changing. It was fascinating to see that uh, the things which I never thought about, like as simple as uh, uh, why should I eat more calcium, uh, started being very pronounced. Um, in, yeah I could start feeling pain in my leg um, and I was I was very cautious so I was having prenatal I was having good food uh, but the way my body was changing was bizarre because uh, uh, and that happens with every mother I think um, everyone has different story that they feel they are doing the best they can but uh, their body does something different so and that, uh, and then somehow a lot of my friends were also pregnant. That happens when you are getting pregnant everywhere around you is also pregnant. And, uh, and I saw there was a stark difference between the care I was getting and the care they had uh, access to, uh, primarily because I come from a background where there's a huge, huge stress on pregnancy and postpartum. Um, I come from Indian culture. There's everything is kind of laid down for you. Okay. You get pregnant, your mother, mother-in-law, everybody will start calling you, start telling you what to eat, what not to eat. And um, so it was like, it was all laid down for me. Uh, if I say, okay, I'm feeling a little dizzy today. So she'll be like, she'll have hundred things to tell me. Okay, eat this, eat this. Maybe this is wrong. Even I never need to call my, uh, and I had a midwife for my, for my birth. Um, so I never needed to call my midwife to be frank. I think my mother and my mother-in-law was kind of the person I was always just looking forward to, okay, looking back to like, okay, tell me, what should I do? Um, and at the same time, I realized it's completely missing here. Um, and uh, uh, so pregnancy was fine. And then I realized, especially like at the time of the delivery and after the period of delivery, I realized how ignorant the whole system is about moms and uh, nobody talks about mothers. Um, uh, the only thing I was told, so two things. First of all, when I delivered, the uh, doctor never asked me how you're feeling, how much, like there was a, a passing by comment of like, oh, you lost a lot of blood, get on iron. Um, nobody told me what should I eat. Um, I knew a lot because obviously by then I started researching more and uh, uh, my mother also was here living with me for three, four months. So she also had everything uh, settled. But then uh, nobody t- told me and the only stress was was lactation, the only question I was asked: "Okay, you if you're planning to breastfeed, here's what you need to do." And um, the first meal they offered me was a burger, and um, I <laughs> and I don't have to be a chef or a nutritionist or uh, anyone who's Ayurveda uh, focused to know that burger is not a right choice at that time. Um, so I decided back then. I, I literally decided right after my delivery, and and I went to meet my lactation counselor and. Uh, I told her that I'm planning to get this out there. I'm planning to whatever I'm consuming, whatever I'm eating, how am I eating? I'm planning to get this out to everyone because I feel this is majorly missing here and moms are not talked about. And that is how just uh, I landed here with Freshly Moms.
0: That's wonderful. And I love how you brought the cultural aspect into it because I really feel... What you're saying like women here the culture is more to pretend you have it all together even when you're suffering versus everybody pouring in and trying to help you um i mean, it really it really can leave you depleted <laughs> because not only are you not getting what you need then when you need help you're not seeking it um i love that
2: very true very true
0: so what do you think postpartum is really important to focus on nutritionally?
2: Okay, so um, I'm I I'm and going to talk a little more about when I say nutritionally. It's um, um, just not the physical nutrition. It's a lot of it. Um, when I say nutrition postpartum, it's both physical, mental, and definitely the healing part to it. Uh, when I say physical, uh, your body did to change a lot during pregnancy, but it changes the most right, after, right at the point of delivery. So there's a physical trauma associated with it. Uh, some of it has huge cuts, some of it has some other problem, a placenta hasn't come out. So there's a huge uh, relation there. And then there's something called uh, metal, and then replenishing your body I uh, say healing. Uh, so the replenishing is where your nutrition comes into the picture because, uh, okay. You know, every, all of us know that your body loses a lot of fluid. Your body loses a lot of nutrition, um, because your, your body's always, always overcompensating, right? From pregnancy, you are providing everything you have to the baby, willingly, unwillingly, whatever is it like. It's something which baby will take. Um, uh, even if your body is short of it, doesn't matter. You, the baby will take whatever is needed. Um, and then, um, if you choose to breastfeed it adds to it because obviously it's it's quite tiresome to breastfeed because it takes a lot of energy um, and you a lot of fat from your body to breastfeed a baby and to provide a baby with a proper nutrition um so that is the second aspect the third is obviously the mental which is kind of related with food um and i'll bring that a, a very good example of that uh, so I'll start with the physical. So when I say nourishment postpartum is really important, um, again, I'm going to bring the cultural aspect to it. Why moms are treated um, very, very well in most of the cultures back in our Southeast Asia? Reason behind: they believe that mom, um, even if a mom is walking, even if a mom is walking right after delivery, that doesn't mean that she's well. Uh, it's just because she needs to. Uh, she is extremely unwell. Because, uh, and not in a bad sense, because she has done a huge task of delivering the baby, taking a huge person out of her own body. And at the same time, if she chooses to breastfeed, support, start, uh, start supporting the baby right after the delivery, because that's the first thing we do. We start breastfeeding the kid. Um, so she is in no uh, position to walk, even. So, and uh, I keep telling um and that is a time when her nourishment is the biggest, plays the biggest part in her uh, recovery. How can she replenish her body? Um, as simple as everybody knows, I don't have to be an expert to say that, you lose a lot of iron, you lose a lot of calcium from your body. There's a lot of kind, um, fluids come out of your body. So a lot of heat gets out of your body. Um, so these are my simple terms. Uh, I'm not even going to go into what kind of vitamins or minerals you have lost during this process um so they all need to be replenished and they're going to not replenish itself uh, by just eating prenatal or postnatal vitamins they um they need a systematic food and uh, and at the top of it you need a lot of lot more an energy even if you get on the vitamins right after but your body needs proper set of energy uh, good carbs good fats to sustain um that is uh, is the proper nourishment, nutrition, uh, which is important right after delivery. And um, the second which I said, the physical trauma, if you're eating well, if you're getting the food what your body can take properly and can digest properly, will help you to feel much more stronger and will help you to um, let yourself heal in a right way. And uh, that's why the, most of the cultures uh, have these specific food which moms are put on right after delivery like there's a decided stuff like okay right once you come out of the delivery room this is what i'm going to give you uh, and it is not a usual food like i'm not going to give you a burger i'm going to give you this specific ingredient uh because you need it right now and uh, even if there's no science supporting it there's a thousand of years of cultural practice which is behind this so um it's much more stronger than that um because frankly uh, when they want to prove something science can change very quickly they just find out uh, a good test to do, and then they change it. So um, that is one thing which helps with the physical trauma. And then obviously, in, uh, when I say healing, the emotional one, uh, that is also there. So a lot of food, again, plays an important part in it. You're already deprived, you are feeling weak, you have a new responsibility of baby and a responsibility of yourself. And I think food is everyone's desire at that point of time you want to eat right you want to eat something which lifts your mood up you want to eat something which makes you feel less tired um, and gives you that not like instant bout of energy but they give you a long-lasting supply of energy to get through your day because your day is ever-changing like it's like what is today is not going to be the same tomorrow so that was one of the thing which is very important so when I say nourishment is just not nutritionally it has a very three big things to it and that's what we have been focusing on and trying to let mothers know about.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, you're so. I just remember, you know, right after I gave birth, you, you're feeling so depleted and so overwhelmed, and your your emotions are all over the place. Your hormones. You're so exhausted, and so yeah, just craving something nourishing and well. And I, I think that was the same. You know, they they kind of give you the the menu <laughs> that you can pick from. And, You're starving so you don't think much of it, but I'm curious. So then what, you know, what are some of the ideal foods then right away that you you either had or that you recommend? Yes.
2: Um, So, yes, I'm going to go into that. So um, I don't want to go much in cultural because then it becomes more like a, a thing to follow. But there are simple things which we can follow. Like I always tell mothers that, um, and uh, especially people who are in the US, because we don't have much of a support system. Um, it's you are pretty much all by yourself, and sometimes you have multiple kids, so you have other th- other be- other human beings to take care of. Also, um, so like simple things like warm, moist, easy, easily digestible food, and these can be just one pot meal. Um, and I don't have to specifically lay down what kind of a food. Imagine if you're feeling unwell. Uh, What can you digest super easily? It has to be high carb and a simple food. It doesn't have to be a rocket science. It doesn't have to be something as complicated as making a quinoa salad. It can be as simple as just making a porridge, a rice porridge for yourself. Um, And that's what we tell mothers to get on right after delivery. Um, So I'll give an example of my own. I have two kids. So, both the times, right after coming out of the delivery room, I think the first thing I consumed, uh, and I had a normal delivery. So, there's a difference when you have a normal and a C-section. So, uh, in the normal delivery, um, the first thing I consumed was ghee. Um, and, um, and And after that, the second thing I consumed was a soupy porridge, which was just made out of rice. Uh, Because uh, at that time, and it had a little bit of coconut in it. Um, It was that specific. I knew that I'm going to be on this for throughout the day. Um, Because I wanted two things. I'm already constipated out of it because I delivered a baby. and, And we all know when you are growing a baby in your tummy, every other organ shifts and becomes so small. That is why you have those gastric issues in third trimester and all that, that it can't digest anything. So it's not like magically it's going to expand the moment baby's is out. It's going to take its own time. Um, so it's the same thing what happens when, you, when your stomach can't digest if you start putting uh, a little complicated stuff in it, like something which needs more digesting power. Uh, that includes your leafy vegetables, any kind of a hearty vegetable, meat for that matter, uh, dairy, um, um, let me think of cheeses, and anything which is dry because your body doesn't have any fluid inside it. Uh, So what you need to do, you need to provide a lot of good fats, a lot of carbs to your body. Uh, Traditionally, we do ghee because ghee helps to improve digestion. But then I tell mothers, if you're not so used to ghee, you are not vegan, so it's a good idea to give like a coconut oil, have some coconut oil, Um, have like a a, a miso soup if you come from some other culture, like little, very thin miso soup. Uh, Have mushroom soup, like. Again, the mushroom soup which I'm talking about is not the thick mushroom soup. The soup which has a lot of vegetable water and then mushroom slices and things like that. Um, other than that, you can and you can slowly start introducing things to your diet. I'm not saying this is the diet you're supposed to be on forever. Um, I also had though I said that we include dairy towards the end, but um, I was never allergic to dairy. I'm a um, I used. I'm very used to having dairy, coming from a culture where people consume a lot of dairy. Uh, the other thing I int- uh, we introduce and we tell moms to introduce, if you can digest, include a little bit of milk or oat milk in your diet with some anti-inflammatory spices like turmeric, ginger, uh, and there's there's a multiple um, reason for doing that. Um, turmeric helps you to pro- uh, stop inflammation in your body uh, because. If you had a C-section again, it's a different kind of inflammation. When you do normal delivery, it's a different kind of inflammation. Uh, so you need to work towards that. Ginger at the same time helps you to digest everything, and at the same time, it also helps you to produce milk, which is one of the thing which moms concentrate on. So that is another that is another thing which we tell moms to get on. Uh, things like small things like spices which are like warming spices, which includes uh, cumin, coriander, fennel, uh, fenugreek. These are the spices which you can just make a. We recommend moms to make a, boil them in water, like a make a bottle full of water for yourself, and just keep sipping it on it throughout the day, Uh, and that is something which helps you to um, provide heat to your body and at the same time helps with digestion. Most of them works well for digestion. Um, Those one thing and slowly and steadily you start introducing more things to your diet. You start moving towards adding more protein to your diet, and then when you add protein, it's should be an easy protein like you start with lentil they're easy to digest you go to you go from there maybe late at a very later stage to beans because beans are the hardest to digest um you can include root vegetables in your uh, diet towards the end of the week or towards the end of the three day or four day of your after delivery and uh, and the the vegetables which sadly moms get on very quickly here is a salad which we recommend the last uh multiple reasons it's hard to digest it's easy to get infection because, uh, again, it's not cooked. There's another reason why you should have cooked meal because your body can't fight with infection. Anything you cook has lesser chances of having any kind of bacteria in it. So that's why moms are told, And um, that is why I usually recommend moms. And any kind of one pot meal is the best idea, which is – and remember, it has to be as like three-fourths watery and one-fourth of your – chunk of food in it because your body literally needs a lot and a lot of water throughout the day Uh, the best solution to start recovery to start to have a better recovery is to keep yourself hydrated and it's just not water as i said it can be milk oat milk it can be miso soup and it can be any form of tea you like just to start uh, providing more fluid to your body
0: Okay. Yeah, can we talk a little bit more about that concept of warming? So this is I have a, a little bit of background in Chinese medicine from some courses I've taken and they have the same kind of concept where you want things to be partially digested almost before they go into the body. So like the one-pot meals where it's it's yes. breaking down the foods a little bit so your body has to do less work. Yes. Um but there's also this concept like where you You lose this heat when you have your baby, and you kind of need to put the fire back in your your yeah. digestion i guess i I am not an expert at all, and I don't know <laughs> the same concept in Ayurveda. Yeah. data, but can you touch on that it's It's yeah, really yeah. fascinating to me, and I, I think it's really important, like you said to not not go with the salads and um you know that that piece of it
2: yes, definitely uh so I'm just gonna go more in depth of it so um In our culture, it's the Ayurveda principle, which is being followed. Uh, So what does Ayurveda say? It says when a mom delivers, um, her vata gets off-balanced, because, um, primarily because she loses a lot of blood and fluid from her body while delivering. Uh, So her body becomes more light, airy, more mobile, and there's so much empty space created in her body. um, one of them because uh, a baby is taken out of your abdomen, so there's a whole lot of space there. And apart from that, you had a lot of expansion when you were, your body is trying to deliver in your joints. That is another space which is created. Um, so And obviously, your digestive tract is also messed up. So what they say is that in order to balance it, you should have more warm, moist, because your body is more dry, your body is more cold. You should have warm, moisty, easily digestible food. That's a simple definition. In order to put your vata back to balance. So that is the whole concept. And at the same time, you have to provide something called agni to satisfy your agni. That's your digestive tract. That's why you eat something which is more warming in nature. And not that salads are not warming in nature, uh, but they are primarily not easy to digest. Um, there's no association with having a cold food and feeling that they are not able to they are not warming warming that's, that, that, it doesn't go that way. The nature of the food is warming. Um, so that's what Ayurveda says and um, it takes um, so I'm, I'm going to go on that again I'm going to elaborate on that more. Um, so that is why a mom is asked to um, to eat um, in a specific way in Ayurveda right after delivery. And I just talked about it, but I'm going to do a little more elaboration on there. Um, To support the body to digest well, ghee is an important part because it's a good fat. Um, And ghee is widely popular for digestion. Uh, It supports digestion well. And then to provide proper fats and warming fats to your body, uh, a mom is put on the nuts, nuts, nut-based diet, because they are very, very easily digestible. And these are the usually cooked nuts um so the, uh, again i'm gonna elaborate a little bit on this point because um in u.s after re- coming to u.s i realized that there's a culture of just popping nuts in your eating p- nuts while walking and i have never done that never i have never had any uh only if it's a cold season i might eat some nuts sitting other than that i've always had nuts either soaked or cooked in some form um and uh, uh uh, because nuts has a property which inhibits mineral consumptions in your body and vitamin consumption in your, in your body. but uh, uh, So a new mom should have nut e- nuts either in the cooked form or soaked form so that her body can digest it easily and at the same time gets the good fat. Um, so there was that. And then uh, there's one meal, meal which Ayurveda promotes the most. is the combination of, it's called kichari. It's a combination of rice and lentil. Which makes it a complete meal, um, which moms and in a very soupy form, which moms are supposed to start right after delivery, uh, because light like of delivery. When I said not exactly, like after a day or two, she should be on that kind of food for a long time. Um, so that is one of the meal, and that, that kitchen is being ever changing because it uh, uh, starts from just being a combination of uh, rice and lentil, and and again a lot of spices and spices like as- asafoetida turmeric, ginger. Um, So what Ayurveda says is that the best way to bring your body back uh, to, in terms of uh, the the warmth to your body is to get on these good spices as early on as you can. Uh, That is why one of the meal, which one of the thing, drinks, which we really, which we start on day one is uh, a boiled water, which I just talked about, made out of all the spices. So we uh, kind of boil these spices in water for like in half an hour and let it sit sit in the water for a while and let's just strain it and put it in a water bottle and that is and a mother will consume two to three bottles like that throughout the day Um, because that helps to get the benefits of the spices in Um, so that's what Ayurveda says another thing which you should be eating this all helps to bring your vata back in the form in in simpler terms and at the same time support the digestive tract which is your agni That is what the Ayurveda says uh, about postpartum care for the new mother.
1: Yeah, and so it seems like there's some overlap in those warming spices that are like, you know, super nourishing and warming and um, just really kind of what you crave for comfort and the spices that one of the spices that also can help support lactation. So, can you talk yeah. a little bit about that?
2: Thanks for bringing that up. I was thinking. So yes, um, so um, the cultural practices have this thing in place because lact. Um, I'm going to start the story. why lactation comes naturally uh, if you're eating right, um, so uh, most of these recipes have been perfected. Um, so. Uh, lactation is just you producing body producing milk if you are eating right um, even if you if you choose not to eat right and you are eat, you are popping possible every kind of pill to support lactation it's not going to support the lactation in the right way you will start feeling your body uh, slowly uh, slowly lacking in milk and the supply and the quality and everything um so the all these practices have a certain kind of food for that reason. As I said, that why do we get on ginger? So there are some food which are collector books. Um, I'll um, point a few of them and then talk about them. Uh, a simple food like ginger, uh, fenugreek, um, coconut. Coconut is not much talked about, but I'm going to expand on it a little bit more today. Um, simple food like sesame, good fats like almonds. They all help to support lactation. Uh, Moringa. Which is one of the superfood now, but it has been known to support lactation for a longest time possible. So back in India, in South India, uh, mothers are put on moringa diet right after delivery, and there's a different cultural practices within India also, depending which region are you living in, because obviously the availability of the food decreases. It depends on the availability of food there. Um, so these are the food which helps to lact- which helps to pr- promote lactation, um, and at the same time. Um, Help to replenish your body. So, um, as you asked me that, how there's a kind of an overlap. So, if you choose to breastfeed and if you start on these foods from the beginning, um, as we know that there's a phase of three days when your milk doesn't come come, and it's called cholesterol stage, and then after that your milk starts coming in, it helps the mom to reach to that stage and help to have a proper flow of milk. Um, one thing which is obviously as we say always it's important for baby to latch on you for you to produce for you to be having that milk supply started uh, but at the same time these food um, helps us to uh, get the proper flow going and uh, there are some traditional foods like which 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 are not mainstream uh, which have there are some traditional food in indian culture some of them in chinese culture which also helps to uh, promote lactation and also for the healing but since because they are not so uh, commercial people don't know about that. Uh, so we do that also. Uh, sometimes, uh, those are also the good idea, but I'm not going to talk about them here. Um, so, uh, so basically, uh, when you get on these food, uh, these are the uh, things which helps to produce lactation, but even if you choose not to breastfeed, they are still necessary for your, um, recovery. So that is one of the important things uh, to know. And that is why most of these cultural practices have uh, the diet in a certain way that they're not focused towards lactation, but lactation is the part of it. Uh, okay. You are supposed to eat this way and lactation would automatically be uh, the outcome of it. And uh, unlike here, where uh, usually moms are told to just start pumping so that their body will start producing more milk, um, which I'm not sure is uh, like the power pumping and things like that. I'm not sure if you're not eating right. And if you haven't nourished your body well, right from the start is the solution you can uh, look forward to. So. That's one of the things.
0: So this might be a little bit of a tangent, but this is something, so you know I'm nine weeks postpartum and I've been learning about some things. Um, so I know you're also a yogi. Are there movement things you can do to kind of help bring that that blood and
2: warmth back to the center? Do you have any tips around that? There are a few things which you can do, but in only if you have been actively working out during pregnancy. It's a good idea postpartum to do anything, which helps your body to get back. Uh, But there are not particularly any exercises which helps you to bring the warmth back to your body. But there are a few practices which have been followed, like belly binding, covering of joints, covering of heads. They help to bring the warmth back to your body. There's not much research done on it, um, but these are, again, the practices which have been followed. If you see any mom from Southeast Asia, she would be covering her head uh, right after delivery even if it's hot winter and, uh, and especially joints, they won't be exposed. Uh, they'll be wearing socks and things like that because these are the places from where the heat is escapes. Uh, so they try to keep the heat inside your body. Uh, when you, Since you touch the point of exercising, um, personally, I have not done exercise till six weeks at all. Uh, the only form of exercise I've ever done in my both pregnancy. And, and, and I, with my first pregnancy, I was running till 13, 38 weeks. Uh, And uh, and the second one, definitely not much other than running behind my toddler. Uh, So, but right after delivery uh, and I kept telling moms this thing, I keep telling mom this thing that I chose not to work out for uh, six weeks and I chose not to walk much for first week for a reason that whatever the people are saying, whatever people around you are saying, how much they're telling you that you're looking good and you're so wonderful. I couldn't have imagined anyone doing this so easily. Uh, your body is still not at the right place. There's no need to move. You are supposed to be grounded. You're supposed to be on the bed for a week. And apart from some movements to keep the blood flowing, like maybe move your toes, move your hands, make some flapping noise, something like that. That's it. Not more than that. Uh, Things, or maybe do a child pose if that's what you're looking forward to. But uh, The thing which helps to bring the warmth into your body, not the work, it's massaging your own body in a circular Mm -hmm. motion. Yeah. that is the actual part which helps you to in a physical way to bring the warmth in your body and every movement is towards the heart so when you are massaging your body so the kids get keep the uh, blood flowing so even if you're massaging your hand you rather than going this way you are supposed to go this way so everything is just moving towards your heart and the stomach so that's the only thing which helps to keep the warmth in your body physically
1: yeah again it's just so interesting how it varies from our culture of like Get your body back, like like Michelle said. You know, act like you have it all together. You're a new mom. Take a shower. Get out for a walk. And it's just such a, a different perspective than you know, kind of nurturing yourself and taking care of yourself and acknowledging that you know you've just been through nine months of pregnancy and a labor and delivery that could have gone a number of different ways. But even in the best of circumstances, is still really difficult on the body. And so it's so important to take that time, but in, in, in our world, it's just, yeah. it's just
2: it's, it's, hard to it's not the norm. norm. Yeah. It's hard to see it's impossible here. Um, uh, but I, I, it's also good to see that people are doing so much to keep, especially mothers are doing so much and, and their counterparts are also doing much to now keep moms healthy. At least we have started talking about it um, more about mother's health.
1: I know you seem, you're so passionate about postpartum nutrition. How, how do you think that having good nutrition in the postpartum period, helps a new mom feel good and empowered?
2: Yes. Um, for me, uh, I think it's, I would stress on it's really important. Um, uh, right after delivery, your body, body is weak in every sense, be it uh, uh, physically, emotionally, and again, I'm just going to say mentally, everything. It's just weak in every sense. Um, primarily because your body has changed so much and sometimes it's difficult to even recognize your own self from being a person you were earlier, before pregnancy or during pregnancy, because your life has, uh, there's so many new angles not attached to your life, including a baby you have to be taken care of 24 seven. Eating right is so important at that time. And when I say eating right, it's proper nourished food. Um, Imagine you start, you get up in your day and the first thing you feel is tiredness. Uh, um, And you have a life to support, you have a life to take care of. that is a uh, feeling of defeat in itself. You feel, oh, I'm so tired that I can't do a small task of feeding a baby well today. Um, and uh, it's nothing to be, it's, it's not your fault. It's not a mom's fault at all. Uh, but she is, usually she's alone in all this because obviously these are the things, because feeding is something which a mom can do if she's too to Um So, um, and there's something called mother guilt attached to it. where you always feel that you are supposed to be the one person to take care of the baby all the time? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> true. Every, all of us know that. But imagine if you get up first day, first thing in the morning, you had a good nourished meal, uh, you are satisfied thoroughly, and then someone tells, you, and then you pick up your baby, and then you feel okay. I have the strength to feed the baby, to take care of the baby. Uh, now that is only my responsibility. But if I'm doing this, it's something which I can do with my hundred percent at that point of time. Um, so that is why the nourishment plays such an important role, and it's such a simple example um you will feel empowered because and uh, it's a different definition for everyone for me right after delivery i mm, i decided to just raise the baby for next 2 months because i and give my myself all the time because i that is what is important for me right at that point of time which is very contrary to what happens here it's not only baby and you it's baby and everything else you are always missing in the picture but um Like, I'll give you a simple example. When you step into the plane and they say, put your mask before you start helping someone else. It's the same for you and your baby. If you are in a worse position at the start of your day or any point of your day, how are you supposed to help a small human being, which is completely and entirely dependent on you uh, and for the longest possible time? So that is just a simple example. But as a mom and uh, as a woman, we are usually wired. To not look at our own selves before taking care of someone else, be it a baby, be it your counterpart, be it your husband, be it your father, mother. Um, and at this, at, then doing all this, we feel that we are losing self bit by bit. And so, for me, it's very important to, and uh, especially after postpartum nourishment helps in that. So, uh, for me, it's really important that moms should be really, really focused on uh, bringing their self back. And I'm not going to say physically at all. I I, I wouldn't, want, wouldn't want to use this word, but I hate it when I see all the influence or anyone saying that, oh, I'm back in my shape in six weeks. You're not supposed to. If you're back, that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, uh, but you're not supposed to. Literally, you took a nine months to bring the baby to your life. So you're not supposed to be back. Uh, so if it happens, it's good for you. But if it's not happening for someone, they uh, need to still feel a lot more empowered because it uh, just did a very huge thing. And eating right, eating good food and uh, is one of the most, most important points there. Um, That's what I want to say.
0: I love that so much. And even as we're, you know, Hillary and I have talked a lot about postpartum nutrition. That's easier for me than the slowing down piece. And it is a, there's a big cultural component to that. And with my first, I was back to work at six weeks and it's just not enough time.
2: (laughs) It's so tough. It is sort of Like no one knows what's happening with their body. It's literally changed for nine months after delivery. I, my body changed and it's still changing. With my second, it's changing every day. And I feel, and there are times when I, I know so much. There are times I feel, get up in the morning and the first thing I feel, oh my God, I, I look horrible today. I'm not, then then I have to keep telling myself, no, it's, it's not the right way of thinking. And uh, it's not the right way of uh, uh, feeling because you did something big right now in the last couple of years, so you give yourself that much credit. And uh, frankly, food is an important factor. And like simple example, if you're feeling down, eat a piece of chocolate. Everybody, by default, feels better. I have not heard any, one person say that I don't feel better after eating chocolate. Uh, so it's the same goes. Food plays an important role. Especially there's such a gap after delivery about in, in, the, in the nutrients in your body.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. And it, it does almost feel in some ways, at least it felt for me, almost gluttonous to be taking care of myself at that time because I felt like it should be all about the baby. So it's it just so it's it is so important. I mean, you hear the, the phrase you can't pour from an empty cup and it's just so very true that if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not you're not able to be, you know, yeah. available yeah. and and yes. there to care. Yeah. So also, kind of an aside, but I'm always curious. Um, why the name Freshly Moms? What? How? how did you come
2: up with that? Uh, that's a very good story. So, um, it's not a funny story; it's a good story, in the sense. So, uh, if anyone knows me from the beginning, I started Freshly Moms. I, because being a chef, I had this dream that I'm going to get every mom a fresh meal. That's what she deserves. And right, believe me, right there where I started. Uh, I'm like, okay, nothing going. I'm going to get what I ate to everyone. And I'm going to make it easy because I know that how much, how less a time mom has for herself. So it's her last priority. Um, so I kept fighting with that with that idea, kept thinking, okay, okay, okay. I have to get fresh. So that's why the freshly. And obviously you are a fresh mom, uh, even if it's your second child. You're a mom. Like raising my son was completely different than what I'm raising, how I'm raising my daughter right now. So it's, it's a new learning every day. So uh, that's another component of it. So me and my husband were sitting. He was my partner earlier. He was he, he was very uh, active in launching this company when I started. Uh, we both uh, were laughing and we were like, we just, just say Freshly and uh, Freshly Moms. And uh, and he said, would it sound too confusing? I said, no, it's just nice. He's like, would it sound very weird? No, I said, just, just Freshly Moms because it's fresh product with a fresh mom. That's why it's freshly warm. <laughs> I
1: I love it. It does. It sounds so uplifting and positive. And yeah, yeah. I love it.
0: <laughs> so, Can you talk about your company and the the products you have?
2: Yeah. yes. So, um, so most of our product are most of our products are. Uh, we have only one philosophy: nourishment, lactation through nourishment, uh, not the other way. Uh, my focus was never on lactation I always because that's what I went through and that's why I wanted all moms to go through. Um, when we started, we started with a meal kit program in which you had a set of like a proper box you can order, which will have everything you need for your uh, recovery. We'll, we'll send you three snacks a day, two meal kits, which can be prepared in five to 20 minutes and with no supervision. And so that if no one else is there to take care of you, you can take care of yourself. And I started working on this product three months after my first kid, uh, three months after delivering my first kid. And it took me a year to perfect it because I wanted every ingredient to be there for a reason. Um, So we currently have like two drinks, four snacks and two milk kits. These are very simple. The snacks are based on the old Ayurveda principle where you're you're supposed to have certain ingredient in a certain combination um, so that they work well together. Uh, Like sesame having with ginger. Uh, so one of our product is called Sesame Brittle. Sesame helps to promote lactation, long ginger. But when you have uh, warming spice like uh, sesame and warm spice, warm nuts, uh, your body needs less support to do digestion well. Um, so that's why there's the ginger for that reason. Um, one of our drinks is called uh, lactation smoothie mix, but it's not unlike any other smoothie mix you'll find outside. Sometimes people tell me it has no sugar. <laughs> so sometimes people tell me that it's the... Um, uh, like I get th- reviews like this, okay? Why uh, why doesn't have any sugar? Because you're not supposed to have in the sugary form. And uh, there are ingredients in there like ashwagandha, shatavari, which is becoming popular now, mainstream, um, and which are supposed to be a mom, new mom is supposed to be get on them right after delivery uh, because they help to support the mental health. Um, they have to support bring the anxiety down um, and things uh, and uh, things like that. I won't elaborate on that much right now. Uh, so. One of our drinks are like that. So, but there was a whole idea behind creating this. Like, especially if um, snacking is one thing, why I stress so much on snacks? Because it's easy to figure out a meal for yourself, but it's difficult to figure out what to eat in between the meals. And even if you choose to breastfeed, you're always hungry. Um, <laughs> you're pumping, breastfeeding doesn't matter. You're always hungry. And when and at that time, whatever comes in front of you, you try to snack on that. And mostly, it's sugary stuff. And then it becomes a cycle of having a sugar and having high carb food and having sugar and having high carb food and, and promoting inflammation in your body. Uh, so that's why we created healthy, easy snacks, which mom can eat in between feeding and, uh, and they still follow the Ayurveda with a principle uh, and provide necessary ingredient for lactation plus recovery. And uh, there are a few meal kits. Uh, one of them is khichdi. I talked about it. Uh, so we give khichdi with ki and uh, along with all the spices cooked in ghee so we, we uh, perfect to the end. You were like, you just take this, go and dump it in the pot, go and take care of the baby for 20 minutes, come back and it's ready. And it has everything a new mom needs to recover. And uh, we started telling our moms how to eat at what certain age of, uh, at certain age of their uh, postpartum, like if you're six weeks, what whatever we should add? Um, so that is one of the meal kits we have. And the other meal kit, which is a cereal form, because I realized that it's difficult to think about what to eat right in the morning. Uh, first thing get up you have like 100 chores to do a baby is crying maybe another baby is already thinking of having a uh, thinking of going to bathroom or have i want breakfast or whatever so you should have something which is quick so we created one meal which is called hot cereal um, no fillers no oats nothing in it something to just support moms uh, it has all good nuts in it uh, a super food which is called foxnut pops uh, Foxnut pops is already very popular in, East, uh, in west coast uh, we are still catching up. There's a superfood which comes from Chinese and Indian culture. Uh, it's called water lily seed. Uh, they are specifically given to mothers right after delivery postpartum and during pregnancy also. So that is one of the other kits which we have. Um, so in totality, I wanted to create something which will make mom's life easier. That's That was the bottom line. Uh, she doesn't need to care till the time she chooses to Uh, follow proper nourishment during postpartum, it can vary from one person to another. You can decide to be very careful for six weeks. And depending on the situation, you can be very careful till one, one year. Whenever you start feeling better, you can start getting one another food. But we have like food for that, all the stages which will help you to recover.
0: And I think one thing that's really interesting, what you said is you came up with this idea, three months postpartum. And I think that's how we all are. Once we've gone through having that first baby, we're like, wow, I was not prepared for that. It's (laughs) like, I know it certainly hit me like a a ton of bricks. I didn't recover as well with my first, with my first birth. And I just wasn't wasn't prepared ahead of time, and I didn't expect, I, I didn't expect, I guess, those deep needs for nourishment.
2: Yes, it's because nobody, it's just that whatever you are told, whatever is being talked about out loud, you feel more connected with that. Since nobody talks about it, nobody knows about it. Simple rule. Like everybody just says, okay, baby, baby, baby. or And I feel during pregnancy also, you are, put, uh, you are still taken care of well. Uh, There's so much going on around pregnancy, but right after postpartum, there's nothing. I agree. There's
0: so many resources. uh, Sorry. I agree. There's so many resources out there for pregnancy and then talking about labor and delivery, but there's not a lot on postpartum.
2: There's nothing
0: else. Yeah, and Michelle and I definitely share
1: that desire to kind of make it easy because it is so overwhelming. You're already trying to care for a newborn and you know knowing both what to eat and then how to make it convenient is, is so overwhelming. So it's such a great resource to have nutrient dense, you know, kind of curated items to have that are just easy.
2: So I, that's one thing I've been constantly and my biggest challenge in all this have been, and I thought this might be a good platform to say to you guys, that you can make it reach out as many mother, mother as you can. Um, is. Um, uh, our own desire to not take care of ourselves. Moms are so in tune to sacrifice. As, as sacrifice is a little dramatic word, but that's true. Also, that uh, um, and I have been fighting with it because when I started, I, I had lactation word nowhere mentioned in my website uh, because I didn't want to talk about lactation. I, I, if you read, if you start reading, then you will feel okay. These are lactation, lactation supporting ingredients, but I didn't start with that. Uh, But I realized it was so difficult to let mom buy something for herself um, if it's not, if it doesn't have another reason to for it. Um, So nobody get the idea of why am I eating this? Uh, I can eat normal food. And it took me a long, and I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting. I'm still having a hard time telling them, uh, okay, if it's not, everything together supports lactation. Uh, And even if you choose not to breastfeed, you are still supposed to take care of yourself or because there's a whole lot of depletion has already happened and uh, it's not gonna um, uh, become fine overnight or maybe just not by not doing anything. So that was, that is still the toughest part of um, this running this business right now. It's, Every day, I challenge, it's a challenge for me to tell mothers, okay, keep eating, keep eating well, keep eating well. You don't have bias. Ask me, I'll tell you what to eat. Uh, eat in a certain way, support yourself. Uh, there's nothing more important than that because 10 years down the line, when you get your 40s, 50s, whatever, whichever age you were be after giving birth, you'll realize that how much your body has been depleted. And uh, those small issues like joint pains, headache, which will become part of your daily life, is somehow related to this delivery which uh, there's no scientific data to support it, but it is. Um, your body has so much of depletion that these are just the side effect of it. Like mothers complain about constant migraine right after delivery. And, uh, and like, I'm coming from, like I covered my head for six weeks. I wasn't allowed to step out without covering my head. And there was a very funny thing my mom used to say. He, that I'm Sorry, I was about to say in Hindi, but she used to say your head will uh, catch cold and then you'll have headaches all your life. And, uh, and I used to laugh at her and like, no, that doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. She's like, no, that is what it is. So you should be careful. You will have migraine all your life. And, but then I started hearing mothers telling me that um, I have, like, I have a constant, all of a sudden I started migraines in my head right after delivery. And you have spoken to Jasmine. Jasmine had this problem, my partner, uh, for the longest time. Uh, she, for one year, she was suffering from constant headaches, uh, migraine. And she had to go through a lot after her first baby. So that is one thing I really want to stress on. The moms should eat well, reach out, talk about it, say I want to eat, I don't care. We have a nutrition uh, plan, like your birth plan. We have a nutritional plan on our website, which anyone can download and write what they, how they want to, their nutrition to be taken care of and hand it to the person who will be taking care of you so that you can have support system ready.
0: That is so great. And we'll link to that resource as well. Um, but that just really hit hard because just thinking back to my troubles with producing milk with my son, it was like I would take everything that said lactation on it, but I still wasn't taking care of the root issues. Yeah. My emotions were all over the place. It was, It, it is hard to want to take care of yourself if you let it go past that place of nourishing yourself early. It, it can kind of spiral, I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, is there anything else you wanna share? Um, this is it. This is this is what I wanted to see, uh, say. <laughs> um, I'm pretty much said everything and sometimes a li- little bit more also. <laughs> I, it was
0: so wonderful. Uh, well, could you yeah, just no. share where people can find you? Yes,
2: yeah. so we have our Instagram, uh, Freshly Moms, and we are also on Facebook and on Twitter uh they can drop us any email anytime uh on freshly mom on hello at freshly moms.com we are very quick with replying to emails i have given recipes ideas and everything on email if you have any kind of questions you can drop us on instagram through a message or an email um our hashtag is freshly moms that's very easy to get um so that is that's that's where you can find us (laughs)
0: Thank you so much. This was just a, an amazing conversation and I love the different perspective that you brought to it. So okay. thank you so much. much. Thank
2: you so much.
0: Yeah, so interesting. Thank you so much. Email us your questions at nourishedandnurturing@gmail.com, at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at nourishedandnurturing. You can find more from me, Marissa, at confidentlybalanced.com. And you can find more from me, Michelle, on Instagram at Michelle Tagby. Please subscribe, rate and review our podcast if you like what you heard and share it with a friend. We look forward to talking to you next week.